connection. Connection. Now, I think we all know we need connection, but sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating. Maybe you're a little weary of people. Maybe you're a little bit more shy. Maybe you've been burnt a lot before. You know connection is good for your mental health, but is there any way to make it less intimidating, less scary? And yeah, use connection to make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Hey, y'all, welcome to today's episode of Happy Brain. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. I am So super grateful that you are here. We look at outside of the box ways to stay mentally healthy, hopefully have a little bit more fun on our mental health journey. Today, we're going to be looking at some abstract questions that we can ask to make connection more fun, more enjoyable, maybe a little bit less scary. But before we get started, I want to give a big shout out to somebody who has been so kind to always be sharing our episodes and her stories This is Dre from Dre's Point of View over on Instagram. She is a female podcast host and has been so kind over on social media to be shouting us out all the time. And I just wanted to give her a shout out because I appreciate her. So make sure you guys follow at Dre's Point of View. I'll link that up in the show notes. But let's go ahead and get into this. I connected with Alina Granier, who is the co-founder of a game called Allegoria, which helps groups come alive with human connection. They use abstract questions to connect in a very fun way. But like I said earlier, sometimes connecting with people can be a little bit intimidating, especially when you've been burnt before. Maybe you haven't had a good experience in relationships. So how can we make connection not so scary? When you're in a circle of safety, when you do it with play and with imagination and with support, it is actually a very soothing experience that leaves you feeling rejuvenated with more energy, but only Mm. when you know how to do it well with an open heart and open mind that doesn't overwhelm the system and don't push your boundaries. So there's many things that you can do to keep that container for yourself that brings you a little bit to your, you know, a little bit out of your comfort zone, but not overwhelming. So connection doesn't have to be scary because when you know how to hold that space for human connection, you know not to go into overwhelm. Okay, how do I hold space? Or how do I hold better space for connection? We're not trying to go into the details of the story. We want to share naturally. And that's where connection kind of starts in the conversations and the storytelling. But when we get lost in the details, we forget the present moment. Mm. And if we forget the present moment, we also forget that there is support and there is safety in that present moment. Keep bringing yourself back into, okay, well, what did that story tell me? So kind of continuously grounding yourself and going a little far and then coming back. Interesting. So I was at a conference this past week and I met probably a hundred people just talking to a hundred different complete strangers. I was wondering, like in your experience, do people sometimes struggle connecting more with strangers or is there disconnect connecting with people that we know? It depends. For every person, I think what what is what's underneath that question is what do we have trouble connecting about with people that we don't 
how we have trouble connecting about certain things or on mm. certain levels. But underneath the who, it's the what do I want to connect on? Yeah. What do I want to share that there's a blockage to? Right. So that's, I think, what's underneath that question. It'll often be about what's most difficult to be vulnerable about. What makes things difficult to be vulnerable about is often our vulnerability is stuck in shame or is surrounded in a certain shame that we feel. And and shame is a natural response. It also keeps us safe. You know, when you're a kid and you touch the burner and your mom says, no, you can't. Well, that shame is keeping you safe. Yes. But toxic shame keeps your vulnerability of, I did something I didn't like, Hmm. or I'm scared that if I tell someone this story about me, I'm going to be treated differently and unwelcome or unwanted. And so usually our blocks to connection, whether with new people or with people we know, has to do with the vulnerability that's stuck and is Mm. not accessible, not just with others, but usually for ourselves as well. Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about your game is it's not, you know, when we talk about like vulnerability and shame and connection, like a lot of times I think, oh, these are like some super deep questions, like, you know, what's the biggest trauma you've ever had or something like that. But the the questions that you guys encourage, correct me if I'm wrong, are kind of lighthearted and fun and use play and imagination. Can you give me some examples of some of the questions that you guys advocate for that actually do bring that connection and vulnerability? The point of the allegory of questions is to approach this vulnerability and this authenticity and all the things that we don't get to surface usually with a soft voice with the soft, you know, outreach of the hand, because that's what makes it easier. And you kind of don't expect it. So for example, we have a lot of questions about play and about the senses. So for example, Mm -hmm. we'll have some questions like, what is it like to let go of a red, red uh, helium balloon? And that often brings up the sense of loss, or the sense of excitement and adventure. And it'll actually depend on the day and what's going on in someone's life. But these kinds of open-ended imagination and also sensory questions, they're encouraging a sensation in the body that is that is introspective. So if I bring up loss, oh, I kind of feel like I'm about to lose my balloon and I don't want to lose my balloon. Yeah. Or some people will say, they get worried about the environmental effects or they'll talk about what excitement it is to let go. Well, because that sparks such an interesting and open-ended conversation, naturally we'll go into, well, this is how I feel about loss and this is how I grieve a balloon, which is a symbolic representation of whatever loss does come up in life, which is normal. Uh, Some of the other ones are also... One of my favorite ones is how would it be to be stuck in a big bowl of jello? <laughs> and some will be like, oh, perfect bed. Like that sounds like it'll support my back perfectly. And then some will go, that sounds so restricting and really. Yeah. So we get very different. And the fact that it inspires different experiences. Well, then the group will be like, really, for me, like, I want to eat my way out of it. And that sounds delicious. So we'll see how we're different. 
and the same at the same time because we can relate like, oh yeah, I guess it would be constricting and I don't like to be stuck. And especially when it's tied into our feature cards, like the challenge and the allegoria card, the challenge asks for a follow-up question. So people will naturally ask, well, how come or how does it feel to be constricted in the body? And then the allegoria asks, well, what does that tell you? And people really love to use the allegoria on these abstract ones because it's like, well, what does it tell you that you don't like to be constricted? Or what does it tell you that you like to eat your way out of things, you know? And, And it'll bring up very deep insights that we have inside, but we never get to bring out that vulnerability because we never think about it or we never get the chance to share that. And that's the kind of connection that we're missing, the one that's soothing and alive but also held deep within. Powerful. So what I hear you saying is in order to really connect on a deeper level, we need to ask better questions that entail, they require a little bit more interpretation, a little bit more sensory, a little bit more emotional, something that's a little bit more abstract so people can feel freedom to kind of play and explore with their answers versus just have like a black and white answer. Is that what I hear? I'm hearing? You... You got it. Had it. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what we want. Because like you said, so many conversations that were like, let's get deep. And all of us, and this is something that we had a problem with when, and I had a problem with when we started uh, making Allegoria. And I was like, the first thing that you tell someone is like, let's get deep. Right away, your boundaries are up. You're like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. You know, like that yeah. sounds so heavy. So if you ask someone like, what's, what's your biggest fear? Mm-hmm. That can kind of push you over the edge. Yes. But our question, for example, about fear is what do you fear most right now? Mm. And so it's it's rooted in the present moment. And we'll have some people who, yes, bring up big fears that they have. And some people who will bring in, well, I fear, um, I fear getting vulnerable right now. Or I fear that my friend is sick. Or I fear. So it brings you back into your body, into the present moment, because what we're really doing in Allegoria is working with the nervous system. So like you said, we're holding that space in a very safe, open-minded, explorative way so that reaching those nuggets of depth, those things that need to be aired out, is something that we can embrace instead of Mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. So we don't feel shame about it. We feel curiosity instead. How would you now define connection that maybe you wouldn't have defined it that way before? Yeah. So before I thought connection was being, was the sense of, I can talk to people or, you know, when we first started, we're like, you know, I can, I can talk to people. I'm not scared of talking to people. Right. Right. But the more I work with connection, the more I work with the loneliness and stress that's involved, because what we really want to do is use human connection to soothe the stress and loneliness that naturally holds us back. Um, I realized that connection is a two-way street where both or the group can feel seen, heard, and known. So it's not just you see how I am, you're getting a grasp of me, you you hear me, but you know me. Like I don't feel alone because people out there know me and I know myself. Yeah. And that was actually my biggest struggle 
is that I was very social and I was very engaged and I could put on a facade of being fine. And I said, yeah, I have these friends and I'm kind of engaged in my school or my groups, my communities, but I don't even know myself and I don't even have this safe space to like go deeper or feel seen. And so I still feel very lonely and I felt like, well, what's the point? Yeah. And that helplessness, that hopelessness, uh, I think stopped me from trying new things, being curious, uh, testing my limits, asking for help when I needed it, but feeling known. And the more I like, this has also helped me a lot. And what I've seen with others is like, okay, I'm known. Let's do one. Can you ask me a question? Yeah, let's do one. So Heather, I'm going to ask you one randomly. I always like to pick the random ones. So yeah. More intuitive. So if you were to paint the room, what color would you choose? So you would look around the room. I would say green right now. Mm, and I love that you're wearing a green shirt. And green's not even my favorite and- color. Mm. So then I might challenge you. And in the game, you would put your puzzle piece into the mandala. Mm-hmm. And it's the way we co-create a tangible representation of what our time together is. So you would put your mandala piece in the mandala puzzle. And I would want to ask you, Heather, Allegoria, what does that tell you that you would want to paint your room green? What does green give to you? What does it tell you? I've been really working on making my environment a little more natural. Here's my big old plants. I have like so many big old plants that I've been putting around. There's a big old plant over there. And I just, I've been opening my windows more and really trying to be um, a little bit more in tune with like my environment and going outside and walking more and stuff like that, because I feel like that's where creativity comes, connection with God. And so green, I think would just make me feel like I'm in a big leaf plant. And so see, just with that answer, I got to know that you're embracing your creativity, you're Mm. embracing God, you're embracing nature. And so maybe somebody else in the group might ask, well, I want to challenge you. How does it feel in the body to say that out loud? Oh, wow. That's a deep question. (laughs) Yeah. So we went from like, we're going to paint the room to what does it mean to you? And then how does it feel in the body? It feels really free to say that because at first I feel silly saying I'd paint my room green. Um, I don't know why I'd feel silly saying that, but then it feels good saying something that I think is silly to you because I'm free enough to be silly, even if it does sound weird. Boom. And that's exactly what I want. I want to feel silly because that's freeing. And if I'm playful, then I can connect to my childlike self and feel so good. Beautiful. It's interesting how a simple question like that, like what color would you paint this room could lead to such a powerful insight and depth. Like, dang, y'all, dang. But I was curious, with Elena, how has this made your brain happy? I have noticed how I also interact not only with different kinds of people, but in very different ways. So there are certain rules within Allegoria that keeps us safe. The main ones is that I belong. So when we when we create it, when we host a session, when we sell the game, each person belongs. And just the knowledge that I belong, just the knowledge that I can be playful, that I can answer any question the way I decide to. Yes. That is so liberating because our questions are so open-ended and we used to get a lot like, uh, can I answer this way? What do 
Like, how am I supposed to answer? And everyone's like, whatever way you want. And there's really no two ways about it. Like, you're only able to answer the way you want. And knowing that that's valid, my answer is valid no matter mm. how I decide to interpret my life and input that I'm receiving. Come on. And saying, whoa, wait a second, like this happened. And okay, I still think I could have done a better job at relating to someone. I still I still get worked up sometimes. It doesn't go away, but I can I can like reflect and I'm not afraid of yes. looking at my shadow in a playful mm. way, in a compassionate way. Big thank you to Alina for coming on today's episode. Make sure you connect with her at allegoriagame.com. That is linked in the show notes. Grab one, y'all. Looks like a good time. But before we go, anything else? It's so normal to feel like connection is scary because like you said, we've all been burnt. We've all been mistreated either by the hand of someone else or our own. Yeah. And so, and a lot of the times when we, when we talk about connection or we try to encourage connection, we, we push too hard mm. and we're not thinking about our nervous system or we're not thinking mm. about it or, or being mindful or present for our triggers and saying, Oh, I have like a bruise here. I'm going to, I'm not going to push on it. You know, I have a yeah. little wound. I'm going to, I'm going to caress. I'm going to be a bit softer with myself. And so my mission with this game with Allegoria is to make connection the the vehicle towards feeling free and feeling empowered yeah. and feeling yourself. Yeah. And you can know that this is possible when you know how to embrace connection. So it's not that connection is scary. It's that the way we've been doing it is really freaking scary sometimes. Yeah. And so changing that mindset and decoupling scary and connection will let you realize like, okay, maybe the way I've been approaching connection is very scary and I can change that so I can still embrace human connection and embrace myself and embrace my future. It's not that connection is scary. It's the way that we have been doing it. Amen. Hallelujah. I agree with that. Listen, y'all, whether it is tidying for your mental health, getting a runner's high without running, or asking some abstract questions. We hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy.